This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live cast here on Twitch. Brought to you, as always, by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies all the days of the week. Discounted prices, free shipping options. Mm-hmm. A lot of it we make ourselves with pride and joy and care, tenderness. One might even say love. Yeah, we do. We do good work. We do good work. We do most fine work. Of the time. Yes, depends on who's doing it. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, I am your host, Reese, aka Reeseus, on the interwebs. With me, as always, is the trusty sidekick, mm. my favorite banana, Jason. <laughs> That is a nice, that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. It is actually, it is. And today we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff, but as we were talking about in the pregame chat with all of you here on Twitch, <clears throat> for those of you listening to us on iTunes or Pandora or on YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, you can always join us for the live show on Twitch, Frontline Gaming underscore TV, and join in the fun. But uh, today was a big day in the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, scientists took the ever first ever photograph of a black hole. Uh, it's a astronomical astronomical body or phenomenon that uh, was believed to be unobservable right. because light can't escape its gra- uh, gravity well. And they managed to figure out a way to take pictures of it. It's pretty cool. Um, we put an article up on frontlinegaming.org if you mm-hmm. want to go check it out. Got us all to chatting about space stuff. And- a couple things. One, not a scientist, but wouldn't the black hole swallow the photo so how would you actually take a photo of it i didn't have a chance there's another article talking about how they actually did it yeah. so in the article they explained they used uh, uh, really powerful telescopes from around the world mm-hmm. kind of like coordinated them linked them together and then what they said is that they created basically a virtual a virtual earth-sized telescope mm-hmm. by using all of them in co- coordination okay and they were able to find a way to observe a black hole and as everybody's been joking about online it looks a lot like the Eye of Terror or the Eye of Sauron, mm-hmm. which it does in the picture. So pretty cool, but there's more information out there if you want to get kind of get into the nitty gritty of how they actually managed to do this. Uh, really cool stuff. It's also a really good way yep. to put that on your Facebook feed and find out which one of your friends are flat earthers. <laughs> it is bizarre, man, how people turn it into like some kind of a political thing. I'm like, this is just a cool story. Yeah. Like, why, like, why do we have to get weird about it? Mm-hmm. And um, the scientists talking about it were at South mm-hmm. by Southwest, so. Nice. Pretty neat. And uh, it is cool. Very exciting. Yeah, I'm a big space nerd, <laughs> and uh, can't wait. Can't wait to, to see more about it. There's also a Falcon, uh, a Falcon Heavy launch going today as well. Yes. If, if you're into that, you can watch those live. See it take off. So cool stuff in the uh, kind of science real world realm. That made me laugh. Back. <laughs> oh, tie winning. <laughs> Oh, sometimes you guys say stuff on the chat because we see it. Ty Winning says, damn it, Reese, I'm a banana, not a scientist. Yeah. Good Star Trek reference. Good one. That was a good one. That was pretty good. Uh, All right, let's go ahead and jump into the actual show notes and talk about some gaming. So this week's pre-order is the Arch, the Vex Machinator Arch Lord Discordant, or just the Lord Discordant. uh, Quite a name. I don't, why do you... I saw I, that and I was like, what is that? Why did they cheat? I thought it was just the Lord Discordant. That, yeah. I mean, that's what everybody's going to call it. Mm-hmm. Despite the long and unwieldy name, yeah. it is an absolutely brilliant model. It is. God, very cool. Very, very cool. And I can't wait to uh, see some more of these on the tabletop. Uh, in practice games amongst our teammates, people who hang out at Frontline Gaming, uh, they're pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. They're, they hit hard, they're quick. Uh, you can make them resilient. Um, yeah. You can take multiples of them. With the um, the half damage. Black Legion trait, trait. Right? Yeah, yeah, really good. And there's a lot of combos in there. Like if you give, because they have uh, the demon keyword, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of combos in there that uh, you can use, uh, you know, psychic powers, stratagems, et cetera, to, to boost up their defense. But uh, the other one is the World War II Russian strategy. Just take a lot of them. Yeah, you can take three. Quality is a quantity, or if, quanti- one's, if one's good, three is better. Quality is a quantity is a quality all of its own. That's right. what it was. That's Frankie's that Frankie's list building. He's like, let me start with three of these, three of these, three of these, and I'm done. Yep, there you go. 
So it's a brilliant model, and if you want to pick one up, you can do so at Frontline Gaming through our web cart. There's a link in the show notes, or just go to store.frontlinegaming.org, and you can get it at a discount with uh, free shop- shipping options within the continental United States. If you Pretty pick cool. up $99 or more, you can pick yourself up one of the new mats that we've done. That's a good segue there. It's yeah. like a, you're you like a real that? pro, banana. Getting there. Boom. Uh, and that's a good segue into the next topic, which is the Sand Swept Ruins new <laughs> FLG mat design, which is super cool. Uh, that is on 20% off discounted price during the pre-order period. And that is only good through the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Monday, we're going to be reverting it back to full MSRP. Uh, and that is the end of the two-week pre-order period for that. So check it out. Really, really cool mat. It works great with any kind of urban terrain. You paint it to look like uh, it's been uh, like a bombed out city that's been over. The, the, the desert's kind of reclaiming it. Mm-hmm. Looks really good. It's very easy to make a full set of ta- uh, themed terrain that looks great on the mat. So check it out and pick it up. Yeah. And if you if you, have, if you know anybody that um, plays games like Team Yankee, Things like these that are modern warfare type games this is perfect for those types of games. It's scaled for 28 millimeter, but I'm, you could totally make it work. A little, a little with bit 15. larger street, streets yeah. than you would normally see, but still just fantastic. Yeah, you could totally make it work. And it's uh, really good for bolt action. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, 40K, 30K, and uh, any other kind of modern setting game would work really well. You can make it work for Infinity quite easily too. Mm-hmm. So very cool. SoCal Open registration opened up last week, and wow, it's selling really, really quickly. Uh, it's never sold this fast before. Uh, 40K Champs is already three quarters full in a week. So we're down to the last couple dozen tickets left. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 40K Narrative is, is over half full. And Sigmar is filling up quickly as well. So if you do want to go to the event, it's October 26th and 27th of this year in beautiful Del Mar, California. Please don't wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like it is going to sell out relatively quickly. And also we are adding uh, two Kill Team events, one on Saturday, one on Sunday. And that information should be coming to me in the next day or two. Once we have it up, we'll put the tickets in the cart. So just to make you all aware of it, uh, that should be a lot of fun. We've never done Kill Team at the SoCal Open before. Yeah, come feel the waves lap your feet while you're playing 40K. Roll dice in the sand. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might be playing against a seal or a sea lion. Right. Which, you know, that's cool. Come get tubed. Get tubed, at bruh. At the SoCal Open. <laughs> Literally feel water on your feet from while the waves. playing. Don't let sand go into your mouth. Just make sure you put on sunscreen. No, we, <laughs> we're joking because uh, one year we had someone that was upset that it wasn't literally on the beach. And yeah. we were like, all like right. I want a refund. I didn't, we didn't say that it was actually on the beach. <laughs> we said it was right next to the beach, which it is. You know, he was technically correct. Yeah. I, it's, it's, people are funny. Or sometimes. she. People are funny. Could sometimes. have been anyone. They. But uh, the SoCal Open is a ton <laughs> of fun. It's easy to pop in and out. And it makes a great beach vacation if you wanted to bring mm-hmm. uh, friends or family that are not gamers. Right. Because it is, it's it's walking distance to the beach, like a short walk. There's a lot of family stuff in San Diego you can do. There's a ton. It's a beautiful city. There's a zoo. Yeah. There's a Lego land. There's a sea world. True. Mm. All There's a lot of, of good stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it's October, which is nice. It's usually the best weather yeah. of the year. Yeah. So the big uh, news item for Games Workshop this week, the new release is the Fire Slayers Battle Tome. For those of you who are unfamiliar, this is basically the uh, Troll Slayers turned into an army. Mm -hmm. Uh, Really, really cool. I absolutely love the models. I always love the Slayer kind of aesthetic. It's like a crazy naked dwarf man Mm -hmm. with a giant mohawk and beard and axes. Like, what's not to like? It's great. So really, Mm -hmm. really, the aesthetic of the army is really cool. The army's kind of been underwhelming on the tabletop ever since it came out. Um, they had a kind of a brief moment with the last General's Handbook where right. they kind of rose up again. Because they got a points decrease. Because mm-hmm. that was the, the general consensus was that yeah. it was they were very expensive and not very survivable, which is not good in a game like Age of Sigmar where you just scoop stuff out yeah. forward, like constantly. Things die in Age of Sigmar. So they got a point decrease, but people were still not taking because I still don't think they were right. I think there was still the durability there was was still an issue. And again, I'm just what I'm hearing. I'm not the biggest. You, you can get a, a pretty good like feel no pain style save if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, correct me in chat if I said that in, wrong. Yeah. But the way as I remember it, the bigger the unit, you got a better save uh, for the mm-hmm. unit. And uh, they changed a couple rules. They can do some mortal wounds when they charge in. But generally speaking, they weren't the hottest performing army. But they right. have uh, just absolutely gorgeous models. So the new battle tome, they're taking another swing at it, which they've done this. Right. With a lot of them, they're already on like Battle Tome yeah. 3 for some of these. Yeah. 
But it's, it's you know, but just, it's the new. It's the it's, it's yeah. it seems like, and they've done this with a lot of the the ones. You know, I think what are the ones that have been updated for this new style of codex? Well, there's been uh, definitely Skaven. Right, but the, I mean the old ones that already had battle tomes. Yeah, well, I mean the, Quite the a few, so Blades of Corn is on number three. Stormcast Storm Eternal has got like seven, number seven or eight. <laughs> They do that every six months, so you know it's only forty bucks. Don't hey, worry about it. Hey. Um, yeah, the one you know what? I, actually, this has caused me to go back a little bit and look at the product line because I was like, oh man, I got to review what's going on. They have a ton of characters. They do. They have like six they characters. Do. Yeah, like on foot. Yeah. Not just the dudes on the magma dross, which are their big monster mounts. So, um, yeah, tie winning. Yeah, get us another stormcast chamber, please. Yeah, Matt Pashby was saying they can get a rerollable armor save and a four up. And it's a four up feel no pain style save, right, Matt, if I remember mm -hmm. correctly. But uh, yeah, that was the one thing that they, they had. And then uh, with their little like slide shields, they right. could do mortal wounds when they or their skin. When they charge, yeah. What do they call them? Their frisbee shields or something like that? You're right, though. They, they like, it says that they like slide on them into the enemy. Sling shields. Yeah. That's what it was. Um, but yeah, they, they if you took big units of them, they could, they could take a punch. Mm -hmm. um, so pretty cool. I love the models, and I'm hoping that this battle tome hits the right notes. So uh, we'll jump in and take a look at some of the cool new stuff that they got coming right. out. To be fair, they are, I mean, the new battle tomes are cool. Um, and this has basically everything that you've seen in the, uh, all these updated ones. I guess we can just start with, uh, what do we want to start with? The big changes. This is a Warhammer community article yeah. that went up. Uh, here they're basically talking about how their old uh, Urgold, which is the, the thing about Fire Slayers, which is basically this magical uh, energy that was created when their god... Um, fought, fought the, the, the mother of salamanders and they both merged and exploded and very age of sigmar yeah very high very high fantasy like hard metal playing in the background yeah. while they're battling. again this is very like uh what's it called the the um michael moorcock oh yeah yeah like very crazy stuff so um but basically the the runes you pick a, a rune that you want to use for your entire army each battle round Oh, cool. So, so there's uh, been a common theme with a lot of Age of Sigmar. I mean, it's like you had the, yeah. the tides with the Ideneth Deepkin. Mm -hmm. uh, Nurgle has that, where there's like kind of like this changing ability. The uh, mm -hmm. Moon Clan Grotz had that. Spirit, where, which quarter of the table is the moon in? Right. Um, so with the Rune of Farsight, add one to hit rolls for attacks. Yeah. Made with uh, fire still throwing axes by friendly fire. Which is an units. updated one, apparently. They, uh, they talked about the Rune of Farsight because that's the one that was updated, which um, adds one to hit rolls and then, for throwing axes. Enhanced effect, add one to wound rolls for attacks made with uh, throwing axes. So you can get plus one to hit and wound. And I don't know what an enhanced effect actually means, to be honest. They didn't explain it in the article. I'm assuming you just had to know before. Fair enough. So I'm assuming you do something. Maybe Matt Pashby, who's in the big, uh, where, what is this, uh, Age of Sigmar player, can let me know what that means. But, um, And so they talked about that. They talked about what the changes they made to the models themselves. Everything got plus one wound. Wow, across the whole line? Across the board. So the the, the three main um, like units that they have, which are like the um, what are the, Berserker. the Volkite Berserkers, which are the foot troop guys. The Hearthguard. The Hearthguard Berserkers, yeah. which are like the the two-handed weapon guys, as far as I know. And then the Hearthguard, the Auric Hearthguard, which are the shooting units. Yeah. So they all got plus one wound, which oh, wow. I'm assuming makes them two wounds each now. Yeah, that, that's a big boost. Right. So oh, more durability yeah. for them. Um, and so then they talked about each of those different types of units have like a once per battle thing or they get like some sort of bonus. So Berserk Fury gives the Volkite Berserkers, um, if they get slain, they can pile in and make an attack before they're removed. That's always, in 40k and Age of Sigmar, that's super useful right. uh, ability. That's and, it's really, really good. And then the Orc Hearthguard got a, a little bit of a bonus to their shooting attack and they get uh, basically extra damage against monsters and then they can slow the movement down of those monsters if they do a wound. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, that's really common in the meta right now is for people to take like a bunch of these big giant monsters. Mm -hmm. uh, like the Flesh Eater Quartz list for a while was like, you know, a bunch of zombie dragons or whatever. So in the mm -hmm. meta, that could be super useful. Okay. Matt, uh, Matt answered the question. So the enhanced is you roll a dice and if you get a six, you get the enhanced ability. Got it. Which I figured it was something like that. But Yeah, that's really good. Um, and then they talk about the Hearthguard Berserkers, which is kind of like their more heavy assault guys. Um, they got plus one attack. And plus one wound. No, no, no. The, the profile. Got it. They got extra attacks. Got it. Yeah. But they also got another wound, right? Correct. Wow. Because everyone across the board got So that. they just got like max. They just basically, yeah. yeah they, they just they leveled up hard. 100% increased to all these units. Uh, and then just like everything else we've seen in these new um, 
these no codexes, they got blessings, which are like prayers. So they, their priests, which is the rune smiter and the rune master, can do the prayers. That's which awesome. get bonus, you know, different bonuses to different types of units. Um, and that's the theme that we've seen now in, in every single new battle tome. Yeah, they get their endless spells, although dwarves in... Uh, well, no, these are just prayers. They're like... Well, Right, but, but they do get the end of the spells too. Yeah, they're not spells though, because in uh, correct in the the Games Workshop canon, dwarves do not use magic. And they and they do. That's actually not a bad little segue. They they talk about their they're called magmic invocations. Ooh. So just like the corn guys, like as you kill things, it powers up these like energy spells. You can't really call them spells, I guess, for corn. But um, <clears throat> fire slayers get it as well. But they're like uh, like prayers. Yeah. And then they talk about them. There's another article in Warhammer Community. Where they talk about the different ones they have. Um, these are the new models that you're getting for the faction. Yeah, these are like their endless spell models, but mm -hmm. you know they're what they're cast off a rune or something like that. Yeah, and they haven't shown it yet. I'm assuming that they're probably going to have that free terrain piece that everyone's getting as well. Yeah, I would imagine that they will. I Which mean, I everyone's mixed, been getting it. mixed reactions from me on that, but uh, I don't. I mean, I don't mind it because, like, for my beastman army, that thing is so good. Yeah. And it's like, you're going to auto take it in every game anyway. Like you'd be foolish not to. Mm -hmm. So it's like, go ahead and make it free. The rules are so good. I don't mind. Right. Um, and it's, you know, it's good for business. People are buying the models, but. Yeah. And soon enough, everybody will have that piece yeah. of train. That's free because all the model, all the codexes will be updated. Um, so yeah, so that, that is, those are the kind of the new things that you're getting. Um, they do, if you are interested, there is the, the Warhammer community site where they go over a couple of these endless spells um, that you'll be getting. Um, and then just in the main article, again, they talk about some of the different um, prayers and stuff that you can get. The, the war gear, the artifacts, that kind of stuff. So a lot of good things coming out. I mean, this is going to be uh, packed full. They have lodges, which I'm not sure if they had that. Yeah, that's previously. like their chapters. Yes, which again is, is the, the theme that we're seeing with all the codexes coming out for uh, Age of Sigmar is that they are breaking down each faction into sub-factions, which are their own bonuses. Yeah. I always thought it'd be cool because I, I really like the color scheme, but I always thought it'd be cool to paint them with really dark skin in the orange hair or go yeah. or go D&D &D and make them Druger mm -hmm. and have like obsidian skin with white hair. Yeah. Because I always thought that would look really striking mm -hmm. and it'd be really easy to paint too. Uh, what do you guys think about it in the chat? What are you excited about with the new... Well, I was thinking blue hair would be cool. Slaneshi Puff Mutter. It, it's totally not magic, guys, says the, lo the local corn player. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It's not magic technically, although it uses the same mechanics. Yeah. Uh, well, they have to give them, like, other things. You know, like, everyone has to have the same things, but obviously with things like magic, where things don't get magic, you have to include it. Yeah, you them. just give them something. You just call it something else, right? Mm -hmm. Like, call it a prayer that, to the to corn, sure, yeah. whatever. I don't, Matt, I don't Matt Pashby, again, with some good uh, Age of Sigmar stuff here, he says that it is frustrating with a free terrain, um, but you get over it because it's cool new models. Yeah, but like the and thing I is, agree, once everybody has it, that's good enough. Whatever, just, dude. If it, as long as it makes the game more fun, which mm -hmm. they do, in my opinion, I don't give a crap. Like, it does feel like, oh, it's like a money grab, but it's like, whatever, who right. cares? Got it. So did, did, they did they actually show it? I don't think they have, yeah, right? They did. There's pictures of it. Oh, is there? Oh, okay. Yeah. So there you go. So I was just I just guessed it. And it was no, it, it looks like a it's like a dwarf like face and like Vikings art style. Oh, actually, I I did think I yeah, saw that. They have shown it. It does. It does the dwarven pizza yeah. oven. That's pretty funny. We don't know if you could hear Mariana in the background if she picked up on the mics, but uh, she was obviously there working at Adepticon and was at the uh, preview where they talked about some of this cool stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's a really a fun reason to go to some of the big events is that you get to go see these what's coming out before everybody else does. Mm -hmm. So quite a bit of fun. Darth Jew, think of it like in D&D, &D, elves cast arcane magic, dwarves cast like clerks. Yeah, I mean, whatever. It's it's cool to stick, stick to the lore, but in a tabletop game, you should give everybody kind of the same stuff. It's like one of my biggest complaints about Tau. Mm -hmm. This Tau really only mm -hmm. shoot and move. Like I've For years, I've been like, give Tau a psychic interrupter bot. Right? right, you can totally fit it in the lore, like they're like mm, the tower, like observing like chaos sorcerers, like pulling demons out of the yeah. Like psychic, like, psychic how are they doing that? They yeah. can like disrupt the, the energy, yeah. or something like that. And give them a close assault suit, make it a crude suit. I've been saying this since like fourth edition. Mm -hmm. Give them a, a totally Gundam style crude suit. That way, the it's not the actual tower doing it because they don't believe in close combat, mm -hmm. even though some of them have swords. 
But then uh, you can make it uh, still fit canon, and now they can participate in every phase of the game. Right. And the same with corn. Just like why corn was always kind of boring in the old days, mm-hmm. it's because all they did was punch you. And even though yeah. that's like, it makes sense, it's boring. And that's why I'm cool with the terrain, right? You just got to punch harder. Yeah. Well, it's like, let me magically punch through the air. I can throw my axe, mm-hmm. you know, eight inches. Now I have a pseudo shooting attack. So it's like, give us all the rules. Give us the fun stuff and just call it something different. That's why I'm totally cool mm-hmm. with the blood prayers of corn that are almost exactly like a spell, but not. Yeah. Or the magical rune of the of right. the fire slayers, and it's like, yeah, they don't have wizards, quote unquote, but they have wizard-like abilities. That's great. Now it's true to the lore. You have more options, and it's just more fun, mm-hmm. right? And I yeah. just I gotta love the models, dude. Even though it's absurd, I like how they explained that they can run around with no armor. It's because they tattoo themselves with Urgold, baby. Right, and they're tough. It just says that they're tough. They're dudes. just tough, dude. Well, they live in the realm of fire, and they're barefoot. I wonder if we'll ever get regular dwarves back. Probably not. I don't. I, think I don't so. see it happening. Oh, no, I think we will. Why would you not? Well, because they they're doing these weird like pseudo like um, factions. So like the what's the other one? The um, the Aether the guys the um, Caradron overlords, right? Yeah. They're dwarves, but they're like in little mechanical suits and stuff like that, which is cool. But like, I don't know if we'll ever get the actual like. Like the what we think of when we think of dwarves. I think from, I think we'll get a, a flavor of like elves. I don't you'll get the we'll dispossessed. Get well, I mean, they've already announced that there's they, they announced that the free peoples were going to get updated. So clearly they're they're not going away too far from it. Mm-hmm. And like having just a kind of generic dwarf faction, and you could put a spin on it. You know what I mean? That'd be awesome. Like, why would you not do it? They already have a ton of plastic kits that mm-hmm. are really nice. I, I mean, I hope so. I wouldn't see any reason to go away from it. It's just, you know, it's something they can keep in their back pocket and come mm-hmm. to it in time. And uh, I'm really excited to see it, right? Like, I want to see what they do for, um, you know, dark elves and and, and high elves. Because mm-hmm. um, they have such a rich lore and such cool models, you know? Like, there's so much to explore there. Um, and in time, you know, I bet they'll, they'll update them and, and give you a new aesthetic. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't think they're going to go away. Like, there's not really a reason to. Mm-hmm. The models are cool. You know, yeah, I like. I really like the the dwarf or dispossessed models. Frankie has an army of them, and they look really cool. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I dig them. Let's jump in the chat and see what they think. Uh, do you think that they're going to uh, ever go the way of the squats? Are they going to squat the squats of Age of Sigmar? Yeah, they can't trademark the dwarf. But, yeah, dude, uh, that's why they call him Dwarden. Yeah, bro. Uh, what we do? By the way, will you guys be doing commentary for Warmer TV like Jeff and Francis? I honestly trust you folks. Uh, in our insights over most we Jason and I do not uh, do that uh, yeah. Frankie and Jeff have a, a contract with them to be uh, professional casters mm-hmm. and uh, Jason and I don't um, typically at an event you know we're doing administration so we're mm-hmm. not really able to do that that's why we don't do it at our own events um, but I appreciate the, the kind words I also don't know anything about the games <laughs> Matt Pashby says yeah you do you do you always <laughs> Pretend like yeah. <clears throat> call it the crude suit official name. That yeah. would be cool. But dude, can you imagine that? Like a like a or just a giant crude, like a carn like it's a carnifex. Well, they have a, a carnosaur, or but like an actual like a crude. It's, it's called a crude and it has like four or five arms with swords. Yeah, dude, there totally like, like laser swords. Take it. Come on, just go look at any Gundam models yeah. and just go like, yeah, we're gonna do this. I'm calling it now. If that comes out, I said it. <laughs> you take credit for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Puffmutter says they have referred to normal dwarf dwarves many times mm-hmm. in the books. For instance, the Undying King Nagash worshiping Dawi from the realm of death uh, being referred to as the Worm Folk. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they'll get rebranded. Of course they'll get rebranded. Uh, Bretonia or Viking, though, has been officially squatted. I think, yes, and I that's because they you, couldn't... I don't think they could have... They couldn't work them in... And the scale was off on them, too. Right. Like, they, they were... Their product lines were really old. Yeah. Um, especially the... Uh, There's only a couple new things that came out for, for Tomb Kings, but they were mostly old kits. Um, yeah, that's unfortunate though. Cause Bretonia was the first thing that I saw when I was a kid, I was like 12 or 13 years old and my buddy had the box set, which was uh, lizard men versus Bretonia. Right. And I loved, I mean, I would sit there and just like, look at the models. Bretonia is what I fell in love with. Yeah. And then he made me use lizard men, which I was really upset about. But, um, the lizard men are awesome. But that, that's what got me into the game. Yeah. It was that cool. I was like, wow, these are knights. And then. You know, they have their bowmen. They have like a little Robin Hood character. Um, yeah, anyways. I, I thought it was a really cool 
faction too. I mean, medieval <laughs> knights are amazing, right? Like, yeah. who doesn't? If, you, if you're into any of this kind of stuff, you're going to think that period of time mm -hmm. in history is cool. And then, the, you know, the history of King Arthur and the Lady of the Lake, just, mm -hmm. it's awesome. Uh, but it didn't really fit in with the rest of the timeline of everything else. Like, mm -hmm. the other humans are like hundreds of, year for, hundreds of years forward technologically. Like, right. I, I mean, that can happen, but um, uh, yeah. I don't know. They, they, if they do come back to that, it's going to be something way cooler. Like, like you're, we're seeing the new Chaos Mortals, mm -hmm. the um, like the the the, the new um, Shadespire. They've been doing Dark band. Oath warbands. Dark Oath, they haven't it. done them in bulk yet, but you can kind of put together a little bit of one, kind of, because they they have two they have two characters. They have the guy from the uh, hero. What from is it called? Uh, Silver Tower. Silver Tower, and then they have the Dark Oath War Queen or whatever her War name is. War Chiefess. But then they ha now they have a Shadespire warband. Yep. So that so you can't put a little band together, but. Hopefully, fingers crossed, that's, they will be doing full, more in that line. Yeah, and then and they're scaled appropriately. They mm -hmm. look amazing. Yeah. They look like badass, like barbarian Human people. tribesmen that they talk yeah. about. Yeah. And like, I, I have a feeling that we're going to see that for the other quote-unquote standard, you know, fantasy races too. Because mm -hmm. like those are Chaos Marauders and Chaos Mortals, but just done to the AOS aesthetic. Because yeah. if you look at the old Chaos Marauders, they look, they look like leather daddy like s&m guys mm -hmm. and the the marauder horsemen look amazing but well the the old marauder kit is showing its age it's oh, it's like basically i think that one was made around the time the catachins were made for 40k yeah and they're you, they look weird you know <laughs> slushy puff motor mandatory hanging thank you sir thank you <laughs> uh and then i'm a fan of bretonia by the way plan demise had asked uh or he made the comment that he thought that when they do Free peoples that they should just combine all the free people stuff into one as they did with Skaven and Beasts of Chaos. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. They're showing us that that's what they're doing. That's what everybody wants. It makes way more sense. Like, for example, my free people's army, I never, ever use Devoted of Sigmar mm -hmm. because it doesn't make any <clears throat> sense to you. They're an ally. Mm -hmm. It's like, what? Well, that sucks. Like, and you're, you, you're capped with how many points yeah. you can take of them, and my which is good for now. My mandatory Celestial Hurricanum takes all my ally points, mm -hmm. so I can't take anything else. Yeah. But I would totally take Flagellants if I could. You yeah. know, and it's just, it's silly that they got split up into all these little mini factions. That'll be fixed when they do the free peoples. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I hope they don't lump the dwarves in and the elves in with them, but they might. Well, Because technically they are included in that. It's all the the survivors of all mm -hmm. these these cities and, and towns and, and, and worlds when uh, chaos was taking over. They all fled to, um, I forget the name, it's Sigmar City. Yeah. As right, yeah, Azeroth and they all live there now right. together. So that's kind of yeah. like where they're at. So well, then there's in the, the expansion, there's cities where like, um, like Iron Town. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, as the as the Sigmarines are um, uh, clearing these areas in the different realms, the the free peoples are moving in and, and settling, which yeah. is cool. So it, it's kind of cool. You're repopulating, you know. And they live with the dwarves, and then like in the Living City or whatever it's called, the Emerald City. Like the wood elves and then like nature oriented humans and stuff. They mm -hmm. all live together. So it's, they are kind of lumping them together, but I guarantee in time mm -hmm. that they'll get, they'll get the dark oath treatment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause it just, it makes sense. Like, why would you mm -hmm. not do it? Like that, that would be awesome. Or at least a couple new units. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that kind of make the army more fit into the aesthetic of the worlds. Yeah. And AOS is doing really well. Era Viking asks in the chat, uh, the game's continuing to, to grow a lot. Yeah, look at the um, tournament sizes. Yeah. Like 40K tournaments were not that big, that short of a distance after the birth of the game. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, it's a different environment. There's more people playing, et cetera. But yeah, the game, the game's growing really quickly. It's definitely, it's got its issues just like any game. Mm -hmm. um, there's some still some really wonky <clears throat> stuff, like a hangover stuff from the beginning of the game. And the new armies coming out are considerably really strong. Um, so, you know, we'll see. But I think compared to each other, there's relative balance mm -hmm. uh but the, some of the older books are definitely struggling a little bit and the new models are just home runs right like they're they look amazing um in hidu wow in hide wow uh carriage and overlords overlords need some love they do they don't work really well in the new rule set which is a bummer because they haven't been out that long mm -hmm. but uh yeah I, I agree carriage and overlords rules could use a, a bit of an update uh i'd not deepkin are are awesome um, I think you could you can make a very co uh, competitive army with them. I was looking at a um, the uh, oh, what's their basic troop called the the Reavers the Reavers, but they're called the a thralls thralls. There you go. I, the the list that jumped out at me immediately was a thrall horde. Although everybody's been using the eel rush mm -hmm. list, but I think if you built a thrall horde with all the support characters and taking advantage of the fact that you can only shoot the closest unit, 
you can make a really powerful infantry army because for the points, their basic infantryman hits like everybody else's elite unit and you can really buff them up. So that jumped out at me right away. Um, I just don't have time to, to build another army right now. Although Mariana has been painting the Deepkin models just for fun. Mm -hmm. And uh, Daughters of Cain as well, actually. Because the Daughters of Cain models are so sweet. They're mm -hmm. so good. Uh, Sonoshi Puffmaster, short 40k question. Master Possession or a Lord Discordant for a Forgeworld Firebase? Question mark. Already got one Lord Discordant on the way for my Mother Fiends. Any demon, all demon engines is heartache. I don't understand that question at all. Yeah. Are you saying, should you get a Master Possession or a Lord Discordant? If that's the question, which I'm going to assume it is, uh, it depends on what uh, legion you're going with. Uh, if you're going Black Legion, I think you can use one Lord, Lord Discordant to make him tough enough to survive. In which case, I'd take a, a Master Possession. If you're not, I'd probably go with two or even three Lord Discordants because they're really good on their own. Um, and then Matt Pashby says they're Namarty Thralls. Yeah, mm -hmm. I really like I think that unit's really good. Uh, all right, well, let's jump over and talk about the next point of news, which is Broadside Bash coming up oh. uh, this weekend. And that's at Kingdom Con, which Classic. is a, a long-running con mm -hmm. here in San Diego. And this is going to be the last year for Kingdom Con. Kind of sad. But uh, we wanted to give a big uh, shout-out and thanks to the crew that runs the event because we've gone most years and we've had a blast. Mm -hmm. Our buddy Ross is the head organizer. And he just he wants to take a break. He's been doing it for 10 years and he's just, you know, yeah. kind of worn out. And we get it. Running events is a lot of work especially if you have a normal job and you're trying to run an event, which is the way most people do it. Uh, we do it professionally and it, it's difficult. Mm -hmm. um, if you're trying to do this as a side gig, it's just a matter of time before you're going to burn, burn out. And um, so we get it, but we wanted to, to uh, give a big shout out. If you're all going to be there or if you're in the San Diego area and you want to cruise by and say hi, please do. The secondhand shop will be set up. We'll have a booth there. And if you want to come and get some great deals on some uh, secondhand items, you can. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a lot of inventory, so make sure to stop by and say hi. And then the rest of us are going to be playing in the event. That's true. Yeah. So we're all really excited. Everyone's trying to finish their army. And you know how it is. Last minute painting crunch and trying to finalize your list. And I thought it'd be fun if we talked about our list a little bit. Sure. Uh, Jason has been playing quite a bit lately, um, which is nice. It's a nice change of pace. It is. To not playing at all. You you go in waves. <laughs> you go in waves. You play a lot and then you play none and then you play yeah. a lot. But um, you've put together a really nasty list. Yeah. Um, why don't you talk about it a little bit? Because I think it it's solid. It's a good army. Yeah, it's been fun to play so far. It's not a lot of models, which is something that I also like because um, I just it's hard to for me to keep track of everything when there's too much going on on the board. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's actually is a Grey Knight's primary detachment just because, um, there's so many points in the Grey Knights. I take Drago, I take, um, a unit of 10, um, Paladins, which, uh, I will usually give Falchions, but I've been kind of leaning towards Halberds just for that plus one strength. Um, and then I'll take a, uh, an Apothecary and then a Banner Bear. And it's a, it's just a Vanguard attachment. So I get a, a command point for that. And they're really good because if you if you go first or or you can keep them unscathed from shooting, you can really psychically buff them up, mm -hmm. and then you can just put them in an area where they just are devastating, devastating. Um, and they're really good in close combat. Um, they are not immune to other good close combat units, as I'm finding. Um, I just recently played Frankie, who takes multiple units of bloodletters, and uh, a single unit of bloodletters almost killed the entire unit. No, columns. it killed six of them. It killed six of Which them. Which is still way more than I would have. I would have not expected that at right. all. But he, I mean, there's that is a you know the dedicated assault unit with all the buffs that you know mm -hmm. Frankie's very good at lining up his support characters and and doing all these types of combos. Um, but other than that, they've been doing pretty well. You know, I really like to, um, to hit them with gate, you know, astrolame, all these kinds of powers, hammer hand sanctuary, and they really become this mega unit for not that much effort. It's just psychic powers getting them off. Um, Drago, uh, is just, he's just a, he's beast a beast on his own. Yeah. Just like, you know, that he's a deterrent for anybody looking to charge them if they weren't enough, but he also offers full rerolls yep. to hit. It's amazing. Um, one, one little trick that I've been doing is the banner bear gives him plus one leadership. Drago's leadership nine. So he goes leadership 10. He has a psychic power. Where he does mortal wounds. If he rolls over your leadership. Right. Um, and then he has another one, um, the, the vortex of doom. So he's just pumping out mortal wounds in the psychic phase. And it's amazing. So it's really good. And, and some of the tricks that I've seen you do, mm -hmm. like 
that Paladin unit is so boss. Mm-hmm. It's like Bolgrim that shoot extremely well. And again, the changes to Bolter Discipline are, are badass. Mm-hmm. Green Knights get Bolter Discipline, right? I'm not, they do. Okay, I'm not just making that mm-hmm. up. The, um, uh, with Astral Aim, you can shoot things you can't see. So, mm-hmm. like, if you need to, like, if you're facing against, like, a castle or something really scary, yeah. they can go in a building and then just blast your opponent's screens and wait a little mm-hmm. bit. And they're really good in melee. And they're a big bully unit. They just go right in the middle of the table and they're like, get some. Right. The three wounds each. So yep. they don't succumb to the normal Terminator thing with because with, of the multiple plethora of two damage weapons in the game. So you're not removing them from a single wound from that. Um, and yeah, one of my favorite things to do is, like you said, just start on the board. All your guys start on the board. You walk up the board. Your your, term, your characters aren't getting targeted um, usually. And, uh, and you have a 24-inch death range and you have a two a CP stratagem. That makes your bolters go to strength five AP one. Yeah, and you're rerolling all hits and ignoring line of sight. It's really it's good. Really good. If you get if you, they get buffed up, I'm usually in a pretty good mood. Yeah. At that point, so that's my gray knight's detachment. Um, I do have a knight's detachment. I've been playing house craft because I really like the um some of the bonuses that they get, and I have a crusader, uh, and then two helverins, which I feel also really no no, no armagers armagers. Sorry, yes uh the the. Yes, the armagers, which I really think plays the crash as well. Because they're both armagers, I'm sorry, warglaves. Two armager warglaves. Yep. Yes, and then the crusader. And crash lets you re-roll hits in the fight phase if you charge or are charged. And if you go against a vehicle, you always re-roll hits in the fight phase, which is yep. really good because armagers do damage in close combat. They're, really, they're good. really good. They clear yeah. a lot of bodies. And they're so fast. Yeah, they are. They're, they're four, You can move 14. Um, you know, uh, they can still shoot their gun. It's an assault weapon. Even if you if you roll uh, to advance, and there's a one CP stratagem, but you can advance and charge. So you're moving 14, you advance and you can charge. Yeah. And if that guy gets into someone's big screen, because he has a good. sweep attack, and then the melted gun is is solid too. He'll kill a whole unit in, in a little, maybe if if you don't care about you know having him out shooting, you can tie up someone's giant screen and you're just wipe just scooping bodies just. It's really good, yeah. man, and like when, especially when you've got the paladin unit, mm-hmm. and then you usually run the 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 warglaves as a pair. Yeah, it's like like the last time we played, I was like, uh, who do, who do I shoot? Yeah, I run two, I run them both up. Yeah, usually what I'll do is I'll put them on a flank, um, and they just scream up the board. And if you're trying to hide vehicles or whatnot, they're just they're trying to hit you with their melts. If you you can roll it pretty bad, I actually use them more for close combat than shooting. The bonus their their gun is the bonus, but I generally will want, run a single shot, and they're hitting on threes. Yeah, fours if you advance. So it's, you know, they're they're solid. The close combat I think is a better option. Yeah, the the, the melee is what what makes them really yeah, but, scary. Yeah, if you get into combat, you have a twelve wound armor three, toughness seven model. Yeah, and the mobility is really the the key yeah. to them. Um, and then and then backing it all up. I have a guard attachment. It's not the loyal thirty two though. I do have them. Yeah. But I also have two units of uh, or sorry, I changed it a little bit actually. Here's you haven't heard this. So I have three units of uh, two commanders. This is all Cadian. Uh, three units of infantry with a sniper, a grenade launcher, and a las cannon in each unit. You can only you can only take either the sniper rifle or the grenade launcher. Oh, you're right. So I have to change that then. So it'll be the sniper rifle. Yeah, Cadian sniper rifles. Are really that's pro tip. I'm glad you called that because I was about to submit that list. Pro tip for two points, you can put a sniper rifle on an infantry model. Which if you've got a mortar, like why not? Right. And then with your Cadian, you're gonna be twin linked right. sniper rifle. And the reason the last cannon is I played recently against a guy who takes a lot of Cadian last cannons, and it's not bad. I mean, like the the fact that they're in the ten man unit makes it harder to remove because I I played around with putting last cannons um, as some more anti vehicle anti night. In my list, in heavy weapon teams, people just target them immediately, and heavy weapon teams die. Oh matter. yeah, oh yeah. So, um, and, and they can't be hidden. They're not like mortar teams. And so, putting them in the squads, I can sit back. You have last cannon shots. They're, they're Cadian, so you rerolling ones to hit. You can give or them the order. All, all hits. Misses, yeah. So, um, I have those infantry squads, and then I have uh, three units of mortars. Mm, the standard. Very the good. best 99 points an Imperial player can spend. It's really good. Mortars um, are... And the are, sniper rifles are just funny. Mortars because, are underpriced. Like, you can... Time. You know, you can... It just gives them something else. It's just two points. And and the fact that you can just harass little characters with those things are pretty funny. Yeah. And a big shout out to Kills for Food and Ghost Valley. Thank you so much for your continued yeah. subscription. We really appreciate it. But uh, no, man, I think you had a good list. It's been it's been doing pretty good. I mean, so it's, it's, it's hard to argue with solid... Knight detachment, solid guard detachment, mm-hmm. and then uh, kick you in the teeth, go up and 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 fight detachment. Yeah. Like that's just a really good 
combo for any Imperial right. player, for any player. And really. the psychic like, defense has been amazing because there's a lot of devastating things that people are doing with psychic powers, especially with Eldar, with Gene Sealer Colts now, with um, everything. There's a lot of really brutal psychic combos that people can do. Um, and so having that unit or, or those four units essentially in the middle of the board, it gives me four denies that are plus one. Yeah, you get plus one on the deny, which a lot of people which forget. I can, and I can boost that because yeah. Grey Knights are really good at boosting. You can roll 3d6 and take the, the or 2d6 and take the highest or whatever. So, so basically they have one that you can boost your psychic power and your deny as well. It's really, really strong. Like I think psychic defense is super important. And again, to all you Tau players, I'm sorry. Like, let's, yeah. let's all work together. Make a drone, the psychic deny drone. Just shoot those psychic powers out of the sky. Call it the brain scramble, the... the the Braino Scramblo. Like, I don't understand why they can't, like, Games Workshop, if you are listening, why can't you just have them, like, a, acquire a, a, a race of alien that is anti-psyker? Or just make <laughs> just make a some sort of a or, hey, Neuro Scrambler. Or, hey, have psychic abilities. Something. I don't know. Yeah. Look at that. I just I just solved it. Salty John, two months subscription. Thanks, dude. Let's get him a Tau shirt to wear on stream. Oh, yeah. we can get you a Tau, like a Tau symbol with the X Ghostbusters <laughs> through it. The, the No Man? From yeah. <laughs> Yeah. From uh, Married with Children. Men Against Amazonian Masterhood. <laughs> <laughs> Only a few people uh, are going to understand that. Oh, that was such a great show. You yeah. could not, that show would not air today. No, I, uh, I've been watching. <laughs> Every once in a while, they'll have it on TV at like four in the morning or something. I'll catch an episode. And yeah, the jokes. It was like all in the no family. Way. Like there's you just no you couldn't do it today. Yeah. <laughs> so but Al Bundy. There's so much in that show that I did not get as a kid. Yeah, I did, it was over my head, a hundred percent. Now it's a, a genius. It's show. super duper funny. <laughs> JD Esquire, thank you so much for your continued subscription. Uh, and then uh, on my side of it, I'm taking um, I'm taking a list that's I, I call it two thirds pretty hardcore, one third less hardcore but more like fun the way I like to play. So for me, it's important to uh, not just make the best list I can. I, I would rather lose with a style than win with something I don't find interesting. Mm. So that's, that's where I'm pretty much always coming from. Uh, I just enjoy playing the game more that way. I don't, I'm not saying it's better or worse. It's just my personal preference. And uh, I'm taking a Talarn uh, Brigade. And I'm taking two tank commanders because I absolutely love Lehman Russes. Mm -hmm. So I have eight of them, and I, I just—they're an iconic unit. I like to use them, and the Talarn tank commander actually plays the way I think a tank should play in 40k. Mm -hmm. um, and what makes them special? Talarn vehicles move and shoot heavy weapons with no penalty. So I put on the sponsons; they can run and gun, mm -hmm. and they put out a lot of shots. Their BS3, which helps a lot. They can give themselves an order to reroll ones to hit, or they can uh, shoot and then pop smoke. But really the magic of Talarn is that they can issue themselves an order to move before or after shooting. Mm -hmm. And then it doesn't uh, limit the amount of, sh um, it doesn't stop um, grinding advance. Right. So they can double shoot the cannon uh, really, really good. It's so so good. I've been on the receiving end. Yeah, what, what I was so mad. Why didn't you explain it, what I did? <laughs> yeah, so first time I saw this in action, Reese, you had a piece of uh, line of sight blocking terrain pretty close to where your deployment was. It was hammer and anvil. And he just puts his two tanks behind this piece of terrain. And every turn, he just moves out, blasts me, moves back in. Yep. Over and over and over. And I'm just like... <laughs> until the, until the warglaves came around. And then the warglaves them. flanked down like, and no! shot <laughs> And one warglave ruined the day. But, yeah. Um, but still, like, really good. And you didn't even have to be that close. You were so yeah. close. You could have stayed in the back yeah. and just done the same thing. But that piece of train was there. But Yeah, it's it's so satisfying to be able to play Lehman Russes and have them be good. Yeah. Um, and right, I was playing three <clears throat> three of them, but I found they start to get in each other's way mm -hmm. uh, when you have that many trying to hide behind infantry. So now I'm only taking two. Mm -hmm. I take one with the Relic Battle Cannon, the Hammer of Sunderance from Vigilus Defiant. It's a flat three damage battle cannon. Yeah. It's, it's really, really yes. good. I, I killed like four of the paladins. Those are removing paladins yeah. every shot. Just, oh. It's so, it's crazy how much better. It's basically shooting thunder hammers. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I, the other one I take with the Punisher cannon. So he's yeah. got forty nine shots. If you put the heavy the heavy stubber on it, he has fifty two shots. Brutal. Yeah. It's so brutal. Yeah, he's he's great. You know, he just pops out and just erases infantry. Um, and the the. Uh, the other cool thing about it is that with the ambush stratagem with Talarn, one of those guys can outflank if you want him to. Mm -hmm. 
So it's really useful if you're playing on a table that doesn't have a lot of terrain and you like really need one of those tanks to survive and maybe you're facing a castellan or something like that, just throw them in reserves and then have them come out on a flank and blast people. And you're gonna, you're gonna get at least one shot out of them. Um, so that's really fun. I've got six infantry squads. I really like the Talarn infantry squads because they can advance and shoot with no penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, I was running them with like grenade launchers or plasma guns, but I, on this list I ran out of points because I wanted to throw another assassin in there. Mm. Um, and then uh, I also have a company commander and I usually give him the dagger of Tusok because I take totally not the most efficient way to do it, but I totally the way I want to play it. I take three units of veterans with three plasma guns, plasma yeah. pistol. And uh, they're really good because between the ambush strat and the dagger of Tusok, you can outflank all three units of veterans, the commander and a, a unit of vehicles. Mm-hmm. So I've been experimenting around and right now I'm using like a, a unit of two hellhounds. So like all those units come in on a flank and it's yeah. devastating. Uh, and the plasma vets are really good. Um, mm-hmm. They're surprisingly good. A lot of times when you outflank them, you can come in within 12 inches and a lot of units are minus one to hit outside of 12. They ignore it. And then the commander can give all three units with a stratagem reroll ones to hit. Just, you know, depending on what you're shooting at, you, you're going to overcharge or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just light people up when you come in off the flank. And then the rest of them, the shooting's pretty good. Like if you go first rank, second rank, or, you know, whatever, uh, with BS3 models, they put out a lot of shots. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not going to sit here and argue it's the most efficient unit in the game because it's not, but it's it's cool. And I just like the idea of these, like, badass veterans, like, sneaking up on a flank and, like, lighting you up. Right. Um, and I had one unit of plasma vets blow up a, a, a warglave in one shot. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of shooting. Now, I mean, I could just take command squads of scions with four plasma guns mm-hmm. and do pretty much the same thing for slightly less points and not have to spend CP. But, you know, ah, yeah, ah, I'd rather do it with uh, with my veterans. Um, and in test games, they've been it's been good. So I've been really enjoying it. And the hellhounds are really fun. Yeah. Uh, really fun to play. <clears throat> but you could also do it with like, uh, Lehman Rust Punisher Squadron and come in and just throw mad DACA at your opponent, just buckets of dice. Mm-hmm. And they're really not, they're not that expensive. Uh, and then I've got uh, a unit of Rough Riders, again, to outflank uh, a little Sentinel. Um, use him to go grab objectives. He can be the engineer if I need him to. And um, three units of mortars just because it's so cheap and it yeah. fills out your heavy slot and they're good. The mortars are- They're ridiculous. The, the unit in the game that causes, I think, the yeah. most teeth gnashing. Yeah. And just, ah. Frank they're Loach. So, they're so ridiculous. They're, 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 the, the mortar is underpriced, especially like, KDM. Oh, mortars. I have a piece of terrain that I can, yeah. it's enclosed. I'm gonna put my mortar squads in there. Yeah. So you can't shoot them, I'll shoot you. Uh, okay. Axis of Entropy, read the FAQ on the dagger. Um, Right. Yeah. Well, because it does say that a Talar model has to take it, so essentially it would be a Talar detachment. And you have to be an. I think you have, you have to be an officer. The only work Talar officer only. And it only works on infantry with mm-hmm. the Talar keyword, or it has to have the same reg. No, it doesn't. It's not just Talar. Anybody can take it. Mm-hmm. The Talar special relic is a sword, and it's oh. silly. But um, it's, <laughs> like it says you have to have the pistol. same regiment yeah. as the officer. But there is a loophole. There's a loophole where you can give it to an officer of the fleet mm-hmm. who doesn't have a regimental keyword. And then since then he doesn't have one, you know, you can do it with a, a unit that doesn't have a keyword, right. which is a loophole. But, you know, it, as I remember it, it does work that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that's kind of like my neat, cool little like tricky thing that I do. Yeah. I have all kinds of stuff outflanking, including Rough Riders, <laughs> blow the, the Seabiscuit squad coming in from yeah. the side. Rough Riders are actually, for the points, are really good. They're a really good unit. You keep them off the table, they run on, they hit decently hard in combat, they're quick. They have two wounds apiece. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, um, I also take a unit of nine Bulgren. I wasn't taking them, but then in our game, I realized I have to have a melee unit mm-hmm. because your your paladins are just gonna run me over. Yeah. Um, so I, I was like, I just I have to have a melee unit. So then of course you have to take an astropath, the buff them, and the priest. Mm-hmm. Um, to provide more support. Um, and then uh, I take a Assassin Detachment. I've got another one that I use in, with the Stratagem. Uh, I take the Calidus and usually the Eversur. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, of course, you've got that, that flexibility, which is so fun to use with Assassins. Yeah. And I'm taking Inquisitor Greyfags. Yep. Yeah, that's kind of my my secret tech. Don't, I wouldn't, yeah. As the kids keep are it, calling it. People are going to be watching this. You need to yeah. keep that. We'll talk about it next week so, after the tournament. There's there's some tricky-dicky stuff you can do with Greyfags, but I'll explain it Yeah, after... James Carmona is listening right now. 
But um, she's really solid, I, in my opinion. We'll find out, putting it to the test. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's going to be fun. It's, it's weird, though. It's like a weird list, which is the way mm -hmm. I like to play. And uh, hopefully it does well. I think it's going to be a good you time. You do like those lists where it's just all these threats are coming from all these angles. You yeah. really can't control all of them. As yeah. your opponent, you have to just say, well, this is going to happen. I can't. It's like when I play Gene Steeler Cold now. It's like they're going to have all these angles of attack. I don't know where they're going to come from. I don't know what they're going to do. I just know it's coming. And all I can do is try to react correctly yeah. to it. That's how I want to play against you. You have all these different attack vectors. I'm just like, I'm going to focus on one thing. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully it's... you roll badly or, or you may, you misplay uh, something when you're, you know, when you come on board. That's yeah. Cause I have like nine, 10 units that come on from all over the table. It's just crazy. That stuff. Yeah. Like if people aren't ready for that, it's it's so, and you get, it gets into your head. You're like, Oh my God. Like it's, I think I'm going to catch deployment. some people with their pants down for sure. Mm -hmm. Cause it's just like, it's really hard to plan. Like my Eldar army plays mm -hmm. the same way. Right. I have units coming on from all angles turn two and three. I've got mm -hmm. units just coming on from every angle. And it, it it's definitely a, a threat overload list where people are just like, I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And now, especially with the new ITC missions, those lists, those kind of lists are even better because you can play board control secondaries and you've got the bodies and waves of guys coming in to just really make sure that you get those secondary points. And you're usually going to hold more objectives than your opponent. So, um, well, I mean, we'll see how it goes. Mm -hmm. We'll see how it goes. Uh, it's going to be fun no matter what. And uh, I, I think I can handle some of the common lists out there, like Castlands and stuff like that. And, you know, a lot of the flyer armies just, I don't, they just, they don't have enough shots, I think, to deal with all my guys. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun challenge to see if I can it. It is. And it's going to be fun for us because not only is almost the entire crew playing in the tournament, but we have a big contingent of our friends that, um, from Northern California coming down. Yeah. Is, is Jeff coming? I thought he... Jeff is coming. Jesse is not. Coming. Okay. And, yeah. and then, but all the, all the boys are coming down. So all these people that we, we basically came up with up there in Northern California are coming all of our normal San Diego friends. So it's gonna be really cool. LA friends. It's yeah. gonna be a really good time. Yeah. It's a good one for us. GMO paint. Is there a best painted army in 40 K in LVO? Uh, yes. Oh yeah. We baby. have an ITC hobby track that tracks your hobby scores throughout the year. And we do uh, best in a uh, show of uh, uh, LVO, which is just a general painting competition for all, any kind of model. And uh, we have the 40K uh, painting championships mm -hmm. as well. So yeah, if at LVO, there is more painting competitions than you can throw a stick oh, at. Yeah. Uh, all run by Seth, the, the talented Seth and his crew. Uh, Lord Draconis asks, do you rate the Centurions at all or still Ooh, on- Don't get him started. I love, I've been using Centurions a lot. 20 minute discussion on Centurions. Yeah, I wrote an article about it on Frontline if you want to go read that. Um, it, it puts my thoughts out there. Mm -hmm. But the six man unit of dev Centurions is beast mode. If you play them Ultramarines, which I think is the best way to play it, they can leave combat and still shoot. Uh, Bobby G obviously makes everything amazing. But so far, everything I've shot with the unit just dies. It just It's like overkill. Mm -hmm. They just obliterate whatever they shoot because they have so many shots with Bolter Drill or Bolter Discipline. Um, and then I tried it with uh, Crimson Fists with two small units mm -hmm. so that they get plus one to hit. And it, it's the same thing. Just it's wreck. overwhelming. It's wreck Do you really shoot. need that with the with Gilliman's support though, with the full rerolls? I, I really enjoyed it because the yeah. unit's hard to kill. The Apothecary's bringing them back to life. If you try it with Salamanders, uh, you could take Shin, mm -hmm. who brings them back to life on a three plus. Nice. With the banner, they can shoot when they die. It's, it's a really good unit. Does that model actually, is that an actual model for that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, a, a it's an HQ Apothecary name character for Salamanders. Forge World sells that model? I, I, if I remember wow. correctly, yeah. Okay, I didn't even know about that thing. Uh, GMO Paint, do I have to enter the 40K Championships in order to give it a shot? So if you want to be in the 40K Championships painting competition at the LVO, yes. Mm -hmm. If you want to just enter best in show, uh, no, you can just enter in one unit, one model. They have different categories, right? That mm -hmm. you can enter your models into. Yeah. yeah. And if you want to try and win the ITC uh, Hobby Track Award, which Lou Rollins won last year, you can see pictures of it on Frontline Gaming. Uh, you have to go to at least five events throughout the course of the year and you can, uh, you, you earn hobby points just like uh, competitive track earns battle points. Do you think Lou Rollins is related to Henry Rollins? Duh, can't you see the resemblance? A little bit. <laughs> All right, so let's jump on over and take a look at what's going on with the ITC rankings. There's a lot. Ooh, yeah. So as always, oh, uh, if you like the ITC, if you're having fun with it, and you'd wow. like to see it continue to grow and prosper, Jesus. please uh, consider supporting the ITC Patreon. It's uh, completely optional, and as we 
have pledged 100% of the money raised on the Patreon will go back into the ITC to do really cool, fun stuff, bigger and better prizes and all kinds of uh, neat stuff like flying people in from around the world to come to the LVO uh, if they're the best in their region, etc. But all those things cost money. Yes. So please uh, consider supporting us. We can buy a sandwich for Frankie for lunch. Mm. That'd be nice. Only if he he's would, working on He ITC would appreciate stuff. it. Uh, oh my gosh. How many events do we have this weekend? 24. 24 events this weekend. It's insane. 40K. Like we seriously are struggling to keep up with everything. Hence the Patreon. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the, the ITC hit a different gear. We say that every year, but this year it's like, wow, we're really feeling it. Mm -hmm. um, and then also you've heard us talking about it, the regional rep program where we have uh, ITC TOs that will help administrate their region. We're almost ready to rock with that. If you're interested in it, if you're an ITCTO and you'd like to get more involved, uh, please make sure to join the Facebook page, the Facebook group. That's where we all talk and make decisions and debate. And uh, that's where you can fill out the application to become a regional rep. Um, and it's gonna help a lot because right now we're bottlenecking a little bit. It's growing so fast, we're actually struggling to keep up and mm -hmm. answer all the questions. Uh, but that should be remedied in the next week. Mm -hmm. uh, and we have two, three GTs actually this weekend, the Broadside Bash, obviously, the Husqvarl 40K GT in Topeka, Kansas, and the big Bristol 40K GT in uh, Bristol, UK. Awesome. Yeah, and there, there's just all over the world, there's tons. I mean, this just this weekend, we have an event in the Netherlands. We have uh, an event in Canada, Sweden, Germany. And, and uh, the Optimal Tournament in Nizhny Novgorod, Russia. That's the first one, right? It's one of the first ones. Okay, so Russians, if you're listening big to this. Big shout out. And I know you are. Wink. They've been, they've been kind of like getting ready to go. So we yeah. wish them success. Uh, Germany is, is really picking up in Germany too. There's right. a couple of guys who are really excited for it. Yeah, it's awesome. And, and remember too, you can use whatever format you want. Mm -hmm. uh, you, 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 basically, we're just all participating in a global 40K or Age of Sigma or Shadespire or Kill Team mm -hmm. community. That's all it's about. Are we tracking best players in these countries or is it more of a regional deal? It's like it, Europe, UK. Yeah, right now it's, it's, it's... Like European countries, like the UK. The UK is its own. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Uh, the yeah. UK is its own yeah. region. The Northern Europe is its own region. And then uh, kind of Central Europe. In Australia, we, we just put them in with the South Africans, right? Uh, South Africa is in the Australian region, but it's there's not enough events for it to really count. Australia, we just throw them into the, the, Nothing, right? just the, the trash. trash can yeah. region. Yeah. <laughs> Best of the worst. The, the, the venomous spider region. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's been a while. Feels good to be back. Uh, and they of course, us. we have quite a few ADSMR events coming up, including a GT, the Wet Coast GT in Vancouver, British Columbia, a long running and very cool event. Awesome. Yeah. This is all this? No, it's not this week. Oh, this is for the month. Okay. Yeah, There's still quite a bit. Yeah, it's a ton. It's more than we used to have. 40K current ITC top five. We have Jim Vessel, the Canadian bacon, the poutine is that his, is machine. That his it is now. The Canadian bacon. Wow. <laughs> The Pineapple Express? Okay. Uh, the, the Poutine Machine is the best one, I think. Okay. Poutine Machine's good. <laughs> but he brings the Canadian bacon. He brings the bacon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what his wife calls him. <laughs> uh, the Poutine Dream Machine? Ooh, Mariana Mariana's oh, fine. That was out. good. But uh, Jim, of course, is just riding hot right now. Wow. He just won Adepticon. He just won... Um, the event we went to in, oh my God, I can't believe I'm forgetting Nick and his crew. What was the name of that one? Who? Which one? The one we just went to in Orange County, which I cannot believe I'm forgetting the name. Oh, it's um, 40K tournament. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. I can't remember all of them. Dice Hammer. Was it Dice Hammer? I think so. I think it was a Dice Hammer. I think Hammer. it was Dice Hammer. Yeah. Sorry, guys. There's just too many. But Jim, uh, he uh, won that one too, and he played against some of the best players in our region and, and won. Uh, he is just on fire right now. And uh, if you want to listen to a really good interview, uh, check out the last Chapter Tactics, or last week's, excuse me, Chapter Tactics, where he and Juice, whom uh, played for the championships at Adepticon, both are on it. It's a really good uh, it's a really good episode of Chapter Tactics, so check that out if you're interested. Uh, but congratulations to Jim. He's a super nice guy, too. It's always nice to see a good dude doing well. Doing really good playing toys. Bringing the bacon. That's right. He's bringing home the bacon for his entire Jim country. needs that shirt now. <laughs> or that's his catchphrase. He's like, you ready for the bacon? A. 
There we go. <laughs> you hoosers. All right, who else we got? Daniel Hester's sitting pretty in second place. Well done. John Lennon, the Gene Steeler Colt Florida nightmare mm. in third place. He has been crushing it as well. Michael Sarapata in fourth. That's a pretty rare when you have exact points. 700, yeah, I know. That is really odd. Uh, but he is also the only person with five events already in the top. So, Michael, you got an edge. You really got to work hard to keep it now. Yep. And then this is a pretty awesome. We have Bethany Taylor in fifth place. And mm -hmm. that's the first time in a long time we've had a, a female. In. I, I love early ITC in the first couple months when you have all it's, these it's names. The like, who West. are these people? You know, but then eventually some names start creeping up. But And, and Bethany, I assume, yeah. I assume you're a female. And correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe that there could be a guy. But uh, pretty cool. That it's been a while. You in a load of trouble. Yeah. Because, I mean, we've had Eleanor in there a couple of times. She's super yeah. good. Liz Foster has been up there. But uh, it's been a while. It's nice to see that. Yeah. I like it. Uh, and then I'll give a shout out to Sixth Place because he's my teammate. Ray Aumada coming up short in the top five. <laughs> he's not a man of big stature or big heart. But he's he short. He blasted me, so I got to give him a little bit of a little back. And I was just on their uh, I was just on their podcast a couple of weeks ago, the Veteran Gamer Reenlisted. That it's is good really podcast. funny. That is an adult podcast. It is an adult podcast. Yeah. But it's really funny if you like that kind of humor. Yeah. Definitely check it out. Uh, oh, and their event, Slaughterfest GT, tickets are up for sale. Uh, make sure to go check that out. Uh, it is selling really quickly, as I understand it. They only have a couple of tickets left. Uh, also, want to give a big shout out too to the Throne of War. Uh, it's one of the first GTs, might be the first in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. That's coming up in June. Oh. Uh, Pablo and I are both going. I'm trying to get my uh, cuz from Australia to come because it's kind of halfway. Mm -hmm. We can both meet there. But uh, they only have, as last I heard it, they only have 12 spots left. So if you want a, a Hawaiian vacation this summer in June, yeah. uh, go check out the Throne of War GT. Mahalo. Mahalo. Howley. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. That's insulting. That's what, they, that's what they kept saying to me when I was there. Is that not a... They just called you a howley as soon as you got off. <laughs> they don't even give you a lay. Like, get out. I, said, I, I can't go to Hawaii. I might, I'd be too sarcastic. I'd be stabbed or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. It wouldn't go well for I would you. try to go surf with the locals or something. And just, just the wrong spot. Immediately just stabbed. Just instantaneously. Yeah. Uh, 40K Obby Track, top five. Colin Sherman, number one. Max Carruthers, uh, second place. Simon Lean in third. Andrew Gagno in fourth. Well done, Andrew. Andrew's actually a really good painter in addition to being excellent. Mm. Uh, and then Jim Vessel in fifth. There we go, Jim. Wow, well, good job, guys. Those are two <clears throat> extremely good competitive players, Colin as well, yeah. that are also really good painters. Well done, guys. Age of Sigmar current top five. Matt Pashby. <laughs> yes. Oh. It's funny because he reached out to me recently and said that for the, the team tournament that they're going to, they gave him the nickname the Jersey Kid, which I feel... <laughs> is that's the pinnacle of my life is, yes. is convincing people that Matt Pashby is uh, from New Jersey. Oh, uh, that is great. Right. How the, could he not be from New Jersey? Oh, the Jersey kid. That, right. I hope that sticks for a while. Uh, second place, Derek Erlenbush. Uh, third, Jack Ballard. Fourth, Jai Watula. And fifth, Nicholas Branham. Congratulations to everybody. I'm starting to throw up four and... Three and four scores already, which is great. Uh, more and more Age of Sigmar events to go to. Now, the hobby track, mm. we're still in the top four. So remember, guys, let people know that you can track hobby points for AOS events too. And I would love to see that get a little bit more traction yeah. because Age of Sigmar armies are usually extremely well painted. Some of you guys that are listening to this, when you go to your event, tell them to do the hobby track. Because a lot of people just don't know about it. So yeah. just make sure to tell your TO, like, hey, can we submit hobby track points too? It's 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 super easy. It's yeah. not a pain in the butt to do it. So what a shame for especially Asia Sigmar. Because they're the, the usually the, the, the armies best are painted armies at, 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 at the whole con. It's usually yeah. the best painted armies. Um, you've ruined Matt, by the way, Jason. In our chat, says WS uh, uh, D Gore Lord. Oh, D Gore Lord. That's, that's Frank. Oh, nice. Big Frank. Yes, he is Jersey <laughs> Matt forever. Uh, and then, of course, well, let's give him our shout-outs to the Hobby Track current top four. Sure. Philip Verdusco sitting pretty in first place, followed <clears> by <throat> Josh Lara in second, Joseph Halifacker in third, and Krista Kirby in fourth. And remember, there are trophies and prizes and all kinds of good stuff for this. Come on, guys. Get it together. <laughs> Hop in there. And your Shadespire current top five. We've got Tony Field sitting in first place, followed by Ivan Cho. Jacob Lawler moves into third. Patrick McNeil in, into fourth. And Christian Benware moves up into fifth. Uh, also, we will be getting Kill Team ITC 
up and rocking by popular demand and that should be ready to go in the next couple of weeks, I think. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, why not? And check out these recent and completed commissions from the FLG Paint Studio. Very cool. We have a couple different things here. We have a, a Forge World character for the uh, Sisters of Silence, um, I believe. Yeah. And um, it's yeah. a 30K model. It's a 30K model. It's just painted a tabletop uh, plus uh, level three basing because it's a sculpted base. Came out fantastic. Yeah. Again, this is a very, very close up picture. This is a small model. So um, just gorgeous. You know, client was very happy. Um, I like the the eyes just plain white like that. Yeah. It, it mean, makes it look more. It's almost like a mask, like a superhero mask. You know, that's how I always look at those types of things. Um, so I, like that was, the, I like the line work on the metal. Um, right. That's the way I paint. So mm -hmm. it's I always appreciate yeah. that. Everything's painted. So our tabletop plus, you'll see that like we paint all the parts of the model. Like there aren't, we don't like, you don't turn the model over and it's just been sprayed black because they don't paint it. Um, I wish we had a few more pictures of this. I think it had an energy weapon <coughs> also as well. So um, that came out really well. And then we have a, a everyone's favorite Knight Castellan. Uh, this is painted to a tabletop plus level as well. Extensive weathering was done on it. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. I don't know what to say. Good the, basing. The transfers are always what do it. They always make those look so good. Mm -hmm. That's all included uh, if you want the uh, the Knights at a tabletop plus, including magnetization, which everyone wants to. So. All right. GMO Paint. All right. Going to give it a shot at bringing you a super well-painted army in LVO 2020. Lads, it's going to be blue. Excellent. Nice. Well, we look forward to seeing it. Yeah, every year it gets tougher and tougher. Um, you should go look at Lou's display board that he had. It's insane. There's like a waterfall coming out of a building. It's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, but good luck to you in your quest for glory. It's like a vision quest. Mm -hmm. Keep you, us updated. You need a montage, yeah. and I feel like that's going to help you out quite a bit. Yep. Uh, let me see. Darth Drew says, Tiziff, you're it. really good. Play a faction forever and figure out how to use sideboards in 40K. You do really well. Oh, he's talking about uh, Jim, because I believe he does summoning. Okay, well, I think it's uh, it's about that time, sir. Maui blood. <laughs> I would like to see oh, his reaction. No, there's a there's a person in the chat named Maui blood. I'm sure yeah. he had some <laughs> some feelings on on uh, Hawaii. That's but uh, Maui blood, I hope to see you at the uh, Throne of War GT. If you are indeed from Hawaii, as your mm -hmm. screen name would suggest. Or are you just a poser? Or are you a poser? <laughs> and then everybody in the chat's just saying good luck. And then Lou stepped in. I think Lou has something to say about you gunning for his crown. But he's such a nice guy. He's probably just going to encourage you. Yeah, him. he would encourage He would give you tips on how yeah. to beat him. All right, guys. Well, everybody in the chat's just having fun talking to each other. We hope you enjoyed episode 634 of Signals from the Frontline. Please remember, grab those SoCal Open tickets if you wanted to go. Uh, the 40K Champs especially is uh, almost sold out, mm -hmm. and a lot of the other events are getting full. And the uh, broads, or the Bay Area Open, excuse me, is yeah. coming up the end of next month. So if you wanted to go, please grab those tickets as well. Can't wait to see everybody there. Yeah. And if you're coming to Broadside Bash this weekend, stop by the secondhand shop, pick up some goodies, and come say hi. We'll be playing and having fun and mm -hmm. not being administrators for a change of pace. Yep. Until next time, mahalo.